you know, the physicality, the closeness of the proximity of your body um, is expressing uh, an interest in intimacy. Uh, when you turn away from your partner, if you're keeping a distance physically, that is ex expressing that there is a distance between you. This week, what is your body language saying to your spouse? Dr. Karen Sherman discusses the way that we communicate with our body and face and how it might not be what we want. Stay tuned. Okay, here's the deal. I love wine. I know a little bit about wine, but I'm not an expert. But you know who is? Our wine club partner, touring and tasting. We have been working together for five years now, and I can honestly say that they have delivered to my door some of the best wines I have ever had. We started working with them so that we could deliver to you an ongoing reminder, a treat, to slow down with your spouse and enjoy each other's company and to reconnect. To help facilitate with each shipment, we provide simple date night ideas and Touring and Tasting shares background information on the wineries and includes recipes that will pair well with your wines. I should note that many of these wines are typically only available if you actually visit the winery or become a member of that wine club. The customer service from Touring and Tasting is ridiculous. I have a friend who joined and then called me to rave about how enjoyable their customer service experience was. That's unheard of, right? So here's the deal. There are no membership fees. Shipping is free. You can cancel at any time, and these unique award-winning wines come with 100% satisfaction guaranteed, which means they guarantee the wine is delicious or they will replace it free upon request. If you decide the wine you just had was amazing and you want to reorder, you can save up to 70% off of retail. Now here's the closer. If you sign up today, you will receive your first shipment for half price. You can join right now and get your first shipment for a flat fee of $49 plus tax. This is before the half price offer. So your pre-taxed first shipment is less than $25 for two amazing bottles of wine. This is a limited time offer, so don't wait. Go to hitchedmag.com and click the wine club link to join today. Gift options are also available. Ahem, wedding season around the corner. And again, visit hitchedmag.com and click the wine club link to join in celebrating your marriage. Cheers. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. So Karen is the uh, original, been here since day one. Uh, Karen is also a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Uh, Karen is an author. She has written Mindfulness in the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. Karen has also co-authored Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can get this and more info at her website, drkarensherman.com. Today, Karen, we are going to talk about how can we improve our marriage through body language. Um, I, I suppose the first question I need to ask is, do you believe that your body language can have a positive or negative impact on your marriage? 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we talk about communication and in communication, there is not only our verbal communication, but our nonverbal communication. And so our body language falls under the category of nonverbal communication. And though there are no words, it actually does say a lot. Mm, So for sure, both the positive and the negative. Uh, can you describe kind of a little bit more about like how or why that happens? Well, without necessarily our realizing it, our body is giving off certain signals. So let me give you an example that I think everybody can relate to. Pretend okay. that you're at an airport and, you know, in the distance you see two people um, and you don't have to hear what they're saying. But if you look at their bodies, you can know pretty much what's going on. You can tell if they're angry at each other. You can tell if they're happy with each other. You can, t- you know, you can just basically look at what the action is. You turn off the volume and you just look at their body language and you can tell basically what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in the same way, you're communicating with your spouse in the manner in which your body is coming off. So if you're, uh, let's say, if your mate is saying something to you and you have your hands on your hips, that's going to give off one kind of message as opposed to if your mate is listening and they've got their arms down and they're, you know, looking at you, making eye contact and they're their um, face is receptive to you. That's a different kind of a message. Mm -hmm. You know, very quickly, and we didn't prepare this, which one is the one that's more receptive? Yeah. Based on what I just said to you. You know, the second one is more receptive. If I've got my hands on my hips, it's sort of a defiant kind of look. Or if I have my arms folded in front of me, that is pretty much a closed stance unless you've got the thermostat in your apartment throw, uh, (laughs) you know, turned down to about 40 degrees, in which case, you know, you might be trying to stay warm. But in most cases, it's because you have, you know, somehow closed yourself off and Mm -hmm. that gets picked up. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I, I, I love the idea of body language and what it expresses and different things. And you just described, you know, folding your arms uh, in front of you as a way of blocking or repelling, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the outside forces, let's say. Um, What are some other things that couples should be aware of, you think, when it particularly when it comes to their relationship and their spouse and just how they're presenting themselves to to their loved one? Well, I think the most important thing is to be aware that, you are communicating if even if you're not using words. So for instance, let's say that your partner is telling you something that's really important. You want to make sure that you're looking at your partner. You might want to lean in a little bit closer to your partner to show that you really are interested in what they're saying. Um, you know, the physicality, the closeness of the proximity of your body um, is expressing uh, an interest in intimacy. Uh, when you turn away from your partner, if you're keeping a distance physically, that is ex- expressing that there is a distance between you. Um, when your partner comes in the door, you know, um, if you come to greet them, that's a that's a big positive kind of motion. If you don't, or if you, you know, basically. Um, 
you know, just, you know, let's say you're busy doing something, you don't turn around, mm -hmm. okay? And you stay preoccupied with what you're doing. If you, if you can't even take a moment to turn around and face them, then that really says a lot, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, what I'm doing is more important than, you know, me attending to you for the moment. Now, if you're, you know, let's again say with a child who's in a bathtub and you really, you know, want to make sure you're paying attention to them for safety reasons, fine. But, but even that you can turn around for two seconds, just turn your head and say, hi, sweetie, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, so those kinds of things, let your mate know that you're attentive, that they matter, um, that you are, um, aware of them. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, this is one of the things that, um, is, talked quite a bit about when it comes to technology um, and the technology sector. Of mm. We express so much through our face, our eyes, you know, Absolutely. the way that we contort, you know, the, I don't know how many muscles are in the face, but I know it's an, an extraordinary amount of different muscles. Right. And mm -hmm. so when you think of all that, and then you think about, um, having virtual communication where it's not visual, you know, I do think video conferencing is one where you can get a lot of that through. Um, but when you're, when you're talking or texting, you lose, you know, it's hard to express sarcasm, right? When you're texting or something and things can get lost. Oh, I don't know. I have to tell you, I've got a lot of couples who come in here and they complain or, and, and they're generally accurate that they can pick sarcasm up even in text. But mm. obviously when you're face to face and you're, um, you've got the whole enchilada, it's much easier to much do, but you can even pick up sarcasm in text. Yeah. Um, but, uh, okay. So, uh, and that's, that's probably good that they can, right? So there isn't that miscommunication there. Um, but, but to your point about, you know, not turning around or looking, uh, at your spouse when they're trying to engage with you, I think that's one of the problems that we currently have with like smartphones and, yes. and all these screens that we surround ourselves with is we are with our body language, not just our actions, but, you know, you could still be on your carry on that like texting conversation, but just a failure to acknowledge that your spouse is in the room by looking mm -hmm. up and, and turning your face away from that screen can can start to chip away uh, oh, at sure. that intimacy. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because, again, what are you saying? You know, I often will say to my couples, you know, what was the message to you? What did it feel like? So if. I walk in the room from being out for the day and my husband is on his, you know, uh, device texting and I say hi and he says hi but never looks up and mm -hmm. he's on his, you know, smartphone, then though he's acknowledged me, I don't really feel acknowledged because mm -hmm. he has not taken a moment, a moment to look up and really greet me with some way that makes me feel like, you know, I've really been seen. Yeah. And it's funny, too, because when you think about when you think when you like really think about it and you break that down and you think you, like him giving you or anybody right giving you that just that that moment of time, the person on the other end that he or she is texting with are not going to notice that mm -hmm. amount of time. Like mm -hmm. when the wires, when there's, when you try to, if you've ever tried to send an email and you're on the phone with somebody or texting with somebody and you're like, did you get it? 
Did you get it? Did you get Mm -hmm. it? They're Mm -hmm. not going to notice a half second or a second or 30 seconds, right? Like it's just so inconsequential. But what you're doing to your relationship by not giving them that like half second, Mm -hmm. which is just transmission speed Mm -hmm. is, is like crazy when you start thinking about it that way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and by the way, you know, you're talking about you know, facial expressions and, you know, I've been staying to the body, but certainly you're right. Facial expressions, I'm, um, you know, eye rolls, um, grimaces, things like that. All of that has a definite negative impact mm-hmm. on the relationship. But even going back to the body, um, you know, in, in the business circles, they, they talk about like power positions and power yes. poses and, you know, sitting upright or like making yourself look bigger by, you know, taking up space. And like there's all yes. sorts of things that happen in that regard. Are there any um, yes. cuddly, loving kind of like body language positions that you know of or can think of? Well, OK. So one of the things that comes to my mind right away is that. You want to be on the same plane, the same level with your partner, which would be very helpful even when you're trying to resolve a conflict. Because if you've got one partner sitting and the other one standing over them, Mm -hmm. that's a power move. And that's really saying, you know, I'm superior to you. So it's far more respectful and far more... um, saying, I really feel that you and I are equal or that you matter to me as much as I matter to you. If you are sitting, if you're both sitting. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and obviously, you know, there are things that you can be doing, you know, with your body, like the, to me, the biggest thing is sitting close or moving in when your mate is talking, you know, literally, you know, um, leaning forward. Um, you know, nodding your head, um, not just sitting there stoically, but, you know, nodding your head um, so that the person knows you're following the story and you're really listening. You know, in this case, facial gestures like, um, let's say, raising your eyebrows at certain points or smiling at certain points, it means that you're following the story. Um, And here you don't even have to, again, say certain things, but you could feel that your partner really is invested in hearing what you're sharing and, you know, is really listening to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, you, you know, you just talked about um, the positions of, you know, standing when your spouse is sitting or something along those lines and how that's a power move. And, mm-hmm. and one of the things um, I wanted to get to is body posture, how we present ourselves physically, uh, for most of us, I would say, um, I'm guessing at least we, it's something that we just don't typically think about, you know, we might, mm-hmm. we might learn particular manners and we might pick some things up, but it's not one of these like conscious decisions that we think about all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, you know, just by listening to this, I'm sure there might be somebody out there that's like, oh, you know, I always stand when my spouse is sitting or something like that. And like, I, I don't want to be coming off as like trying to pull this like power move within my relationship. And I Mm -hmm. hope they don't feel it that way. But anyways, do you have any, because this isn't like something we, we consciously are aware of all the time. Do you have any tricks or how we can start to recognize and and begin to make adjustments if we feel that we might not be giving off the body posture that we want to? Well, 
I think the biggest thing is starting to be aware. You can't change something if you're not aware. Mm -hmm. So if you, you know, we, we tend to do things habitually and not think about them. They, they just become automatic. So if you say to yourself, you know, I really would like to be more conscientious or more aware of what I'm doing, then what you do is you start to, you know, sort of scan your body and say, okay, you know, what am, what am I, what do I look like? Um, another way to do it is to be aware of where you feel tension in your body. Um, many of us are not aware of um, what our body feels like. And one of the um, exercises that I do to help people become aware is to do muscle relaxation, starting from the toes and moving up the muscle groups from toes on up to the head. Mm -hmm. And what you do is you tighten and then loosen each muscle group. And by the time you get up to your head, you should basically be feeling very relaxed. And that is what your body feels like relaxed. Now, after you've established that, what I invite my people to do is two to three times a day, just tune into their body and say, what is my body feeling? Mm. Um, and you can do that while you're driving, while you're on the phone, while you're you know, standing on a line, but you just have to start to become aware of what your body feels like. Because if there's tension, then that is going to show up in your body. Mm. And so this would then help you to be aware, like if you're standing and let's say you're having, you're feeling some displeasure with what your mate is saying to you, you'd start to be aware that you're feeling tight, let's say in your fist. And maybe without you even realizing it, you're making a fist. Mm -hmm. That's certainly going to come across as hostile. Sure. Or maybe um, you're feeling a tightness in your stomach and without you knowing it, now all of a sudden, you know, you're holding your arms in your stomach and again, not being relaxed. And so without you realizing it, you are presenting yourself in a way that is not being open and receptive. But it really all boils down to being more aware of yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and so, so really what you're – I'm sorry to cut you off. No, no, so no. Go ahead. What, what you're really saying is um, make it almost habitual to have a check-in throughout the day. Okay. Yeah. Um, because your, your, your posture is habit. And so what you need to do is create a new habit which is to raise awareness of what that posture is. Yes. Mm -hmm. So a couple, so kind of like the, when we, we've talked about in the past podcast about, um, touch and embracing and having those hugs kind of baked into the day of, you know, when you wake up, when you leave each other, when you come back and when you go to bed, you, you, you embrace each other, um, to get that physical contact with your spouse mm -hmm. and, and, and the posture game, we're going to talk, you know, maybe when you, get in the car to leave for work, maybe when you get to the office, maybe when you come home, um, you, you have that moment of reflection of like, you know, how am I sitting? How am I standing? Mm -hmm. How am I, you know, so you, you kind of bake those habits. So it becomes one of these things that you think about um, more routinely as opposed to not, not at all, which I'm guessing most people listening don't, just don't think about how they are physically coming across at most times. Right. Right. Um, you know, and, and not only that, but I think it behooves us as the mate to be 
more aware of the body signals we're getting from our partner that might be making us feel one way or the other. So the example that comes to mind is, and I, you'll have to excuse me, who is the whistleblower um, that is now in Russia and getting asylum? Edward Snowden. Yes, thank you. When they did an interview with him, one of the things that I noticed is that whatever question was asked of him, he sat with his legs spread wide apart. And one of my comments to my husband was, he's telling the truth because his legs are spread apart and his arms were spread open on the sofa that he was, you know, the back of the sofa. Mm-hmm. He had a very open posture. And so to me, that made him more credible in what he was saying. He wasn't hiding anything. Mm-hmm. So I think that, um, you know, if let's say you're with your mate and all of a sudden you're getting uncomfortable. And it's easier to know when you're uncomfortable often. Sure. Um, if you're getting uncomfortable and, you know, you say to your mate, this talk isn't going the way I wanted it to. Well, why? I don't know. There's something about it that's making me uneasy. It would be helpful to be aware that you may be getting signals from your partner that are coming through in this nonverbal communication. Mm-hmm. And so it, it behooves you to also know, not only as the person who's giving off the information, but the one receiving it, that when I said so-and-so to you, you folded your arms. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, I guess I felt like you were shutting me out or you were resistant to what I was saying, and that made me uncomfortable. So it's important for both partners to understand or be aware of this nonverbal communication. Yeah, okay. Um, and, and I think that's good, too. It's, it's almost like when you – I actually was um, – uh, I can't remember where I heard this, but it was talking about um, the effort that people put in and expectations and things of that nature, and to your point about – it's something you notice when you're when you're tense or in an argument as opposed to when things are going good. And they described it as a headwind and a tailwind. Mm. And when you um, get hit with a tailwind, you feel it initially, but then you just kind of ride with it mm-hmm. and you don't notice it anymore. And you kind of take it for granted, right? But mm-hmm. when you get hit with the headwind, it's a constant struggle. There's no lighting up. It's completely, mm-hmm. it's totally relentless. And so when you're talking about, well, we notice it when we're in this like fight, um, it, it makes a lot of sense to me in that regard, because it is, it's, you don't have that tailwind where you take it for granted. It's, it's a struggle at that point. And so when you were saying that I was thinking, oh, this is, this would be great to kind of have that mental checklist of like, okay, I'm feeling a little tense in this exchange. Okay. First, you know, what is my body language doing? What is their body language doing? What are the words? Mm-hmm. Am I putting, the words that are coming out of my mouth, are they about me instead of putting it on them? Like there's all these things that we've talked about in the past that you can really start to formulate a pretty good checklist of when you get into these, um, more tense scenarios, I, I guess maybe, maybe I should put together an article like that, but, um, okay. So we, we, we've established that body language matters. We've established, um, some of the body languages that you do and don't want to put off, now, and we've also talked about how you can start to acknowledge um, and, and pay better attention to your body language. 
So after you've acknowledged what you want to change, maybe you do find that you you fold your arms all the time and it has just become habit, not because you mm-hmm. feel like you're a closed down person, right? Like it's just something that a lot of people do. Um, can you or would you recommend soliciting the help of your spouse um, to help you um, perhaps commenting when they find you doing that? Because Absolutely. Okay. Yep. Yep. And I think that, and and I often make that suggestion to couples, whether it be this or something else, that when you're trying to change a behavior, that you work together as a team. And this is not a matter of, gotcha, see, you're doing it again. But if you're going to try to change a behavior and one partner says, look, you know, I'd like a little help. And you know, you're the one who's noticing it. Maybe you come up with a signal or maybe you come up with a word or something just to help the person notice it. But again, you're working as a team. This is not for the purpose of, you see, you're doing it again, Um, just to help them start to become aware. Because as we said earlier today, um, you cannot make a change if you're not aware. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the last thing you want to do is create a hostile kind of situation where the person now feels attacked because they're um, doing the very behavior that they're trying to change. Yeah. I, I think it's, um, well, this kind of segues into the next question because on the one hand, I think it's important that you ask for your spouse's assistance in this because, mm-hmm. you, you know, uh, particularly if something's become habit, you don't realize that you're doing it a lot of times because you're just so naturally falling into positions. Absolutely. That's um, what a habit is. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Um, and so conversely though, if you feel like your spouse is sending the wrong message, um, should you attempt to make some sort of like unsolicited comment to them? Like, you know, I don't know if you realize this, but when you stand this way or when you, you know, when you're talking to somebody, you kind of throw off this vibe that I don't know if that's the vibe you want to be throwing off. Do you, do you bring that kind of stuff up or how would you go about it? As long as they do it, you, you and I have worked together a long time. And so (laughs) if you had said to me, Karen, how would you do this? I would have said it exactly that way, Steve, as long as you put it that way, I, you know, I don't know if you're aware of this, you know, but I just thought I would point it out because I don't know if this is a vibe you want to be sending out or not, you know, or the other variation is, you know, when I see you do this, here's the experience I have of it. In other words, it's not your fault. It's yes. but here's what it's doing to me. Then I would say that, yes, it's okay to bring it up. However, let's do the other if, if, cause I think many of us could fall into this. Do you know, you've got your arms folded again mm-hmm. and that is such a turnoff or I hate when you do that, that is not going to go well. Yeah. But Be- if we do it the way you said, then yes, I think that's perfectly fine to do. Because you're right. I do. I'm glad you brought that up because it is a very slippery slope of constructive, constructively trying to help your spouse better themselves, better their standing, whatever, uh, and it's very easy to turn that into just straight up nagging, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, yeah, I'm really glad that you brought it up and, and, you know, it might even be one of these things too, where your spouse solicits your help and says, you know what? I would really like, you know, I don't want to be putting off that vibe. If you, if you see me doing that, could you give me a little tap or like right. put your arm around me or something that, you know, almost like it forces them to reciprocate and put their arm around you and it takes them out of that position. Um, 
But the other thing is you might start tapping them or giving them whatever signal it is that you're giving them to help them. And they don't want to hear it because of, you know, other circumstances, like all this stuff isn't very, you know, we like to talk about, I mean, at least I like to talk about these problems a lot of times as very binary things because Mm -hmm. it makes it easier to discuss. But we, we all know that somebody could be at a party having a conversation with somebody else. They hear something really upset. They start folding their arms. Mm -hmm. They're not trying, they're not blocking the other person's conversation. They're just upset about the content of the information. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there are all these variable circumstances that kind of weigh into this. So just, absolutely. I just want to like, let people know, like think bigger sometimes too, because it's not everything is, you know, just, well, if you're folding your arms, that means you don't like that person. Well, it's not that simple. That's correct. And not only that, but maybe in that particular case, the person is having that negative reaction we've been talking about. But you have to also think in terms of is bringing it up in the middle of a social event, the time and place. Yeah. So, you know, when you and I have these discussions and present things, and I'm really glad you brought it up, um, you know, we're giving the best case scenarios, but please understand that um, there are different circumstances. Not everything is going to be exactly as we presented, and you have to use um, some judgment as to um, when you use these things, how you use these things, because there are going to be particulars to your own situation that won't necessarily fall exactly into the way we've described it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you have something else to add, I think that's a good point to uh, well, wrap this up on. That was the piece that I was adding. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if you, I, I know you're piggybacking off my thought. I didn't, I didn't know if I needed to like go the whole. No, 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 no. Spiel. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, that is a fantastic advice. Um, I hope, um, as I'm sure like most people are now like sitting a little more straightened, straightened in their seats and stuff after listening to this. So I hope this helps. Um, you know, these are the little nuanced minutiae things that we get to talk about here on the podcast. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you find this information um, insightful. And so thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Um, we would, uh, for all those who have commented or left a rating on either iTunes or Stitcher or whatever your uh, player of choice is, we really appreciate those. Um, if you haven't, again, uh, please do so because it helps us get discovered, which we love to happen. Um, and until next time, I want to thank you so much, Karen. It is always a pleasure. Thank you, Steve. And uh, one last time, I want to remind everybody, Karen is a practicing psychologist and relationship and lifestyle issues for 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can get this and more info at her website, drkarensherman.com. We also have links to this stuff at our website, pitchedmag.com. Along with all the past archives, we have a newsletter. We have a wine club, which I highly recommend. It's delicious. Um, And uh, so much more. So check it out if you haven't done so already. So one last time. Thank you so much, Karen. Thank you, Steve. All right. That's going to do it. Take care, everybody. 